I am still recording, yes. Okay. And I even have a couple notes for when we do pickleball, so. Oh, my gosh. Ay-yay-yay. You know, I'm an overachiever all the time, you know, right? I've, I've noticed that about you. Uh, <laughs> you just won't stop overachieving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my mom. I'm Rebecca Garza-Bortman, and this is Advice for Mom. On this show, we answer letters from our listeners about big life questions. And today's question comes from a listener who signs their letter, Caught Between Coasts. This episode is truly a bi-coastal, cross-country effort. Actually, all of our episodes are bi-coastal, cross-country efforts because I live in San Francisco and my mom lives way over where I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So we're not looking at each other when we record this, but I hope you can't tell. I hope it feels like all three of us are just in the same room chatting it up. You, me, and mom. You know who else is really good at chatting it up when they're not in the same room? Today's guests. They are gals who live across the country from each other and manage their palship long distance. Speaking of gal pals, you might have noticed that this episode is coming out a day earlier than our usual weekly episode. And that is by no means a mistake. That is by all means, because today is Galentine's Day. And we have a Galentine's Pro show. There will be zero angel babies using your butt for archery practice. There will be no Russell Stover's overloads. Nothing will be in a heart-shaped box. It's just gals and pals. Savor this day while you can. Tomorrow I can't help you. How will I help you today, you ask? Well, first, you'll hear advice from everyone's favorite pod mom gal pal with a PhD, Mama B, a.k.a. Dr. Elizabeth Skabinski-Bortman. She's been a psychologist and family therapist for over 35 years, and it is only just recently that she is bringing all this wisdom to the pod waves. And then it'll be time for another rousing game of mother-daughter pickleball. In honor of my mama's favorite sport. Where I've got a few questions about my mom's advice. And then, last but not least, we'll get a second opinion from two very special best friends who have mastered the art of cross-country friendship. But before we get into that, all gals and pals of gals are reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only. It's not intended for diagnosis or treatment of any medical or psychological condition. All treatment decisions should be made in partnership with your health professional. I have a question. What is Galentine's Day? Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Mom. Today is Galentine's Day, February 13th. The day before Valentine's Day was declared in 2010 on a TV show called Parks and Rec by Leslie Nope, the lead character and main cheerleader of all courageous females. Yeah. Um, she declared on the show that Valentine's Day was the unofficial holiday of ladies celebrating ladies. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I, that's a really important concept. Female friendship. Female friendship. I love it. The day before everybody gets disgustingly romantic. It's, it's time for everyone to celebrate friendships. That's how I see it. Well, that's very, you're universalizing it. 
I'm trying. I mean, actually, this question that we're going to read today does a great job of universalizing it, I think, because it's about a transition. It's about a big decision. It's about a risk and a big move. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. So I think it's a perfect one for gal pal in Tyne's day. Okay. Let's dive in. Dear Mama B, a little over a year ago, my partner and I got married and decided it would be a great time to try something new. So we moved across the country to California. Our East Coast home was filled with friends who had become our de facto family. But as many of them bought houses and had babies, that community started to change. We don't have kids, yet, and thought that it would be much harder to move once we started our family. So we went for it. We both love our new West Coast life, but miss many of the aspects of our lives back East. Reestablishing our careers has been a continual stress. Building a new community of friends has been challenging. The cost of living here has created a transient population. Many people come and go, often staying less than two years. We're both over 30 and making friends in a new place is not as easy as it was in our 20s. How do we build new, meaningful, lasting connections in our new home? How do we make sure that we're still nourishing our old connections now that we're separated by great distance? How do we make peace with our doubts about whether we made the right choice or not and keep a more present-minded view? Signed, Caught Between Coasts. Well, Caught Between Coasts, I know exactly the mom to give you some advice on this one. Here is advice from my mom. Hello to you, caught between coasts, and thank you for your question. So in answering your question, I'm going to first take the very practical perspective, which is basically what I would call problem solving. And then next, I'll be talking about your inner life, which is all about personal growth and learning about yourself and your partner. We know that the more a person knows themselves, the easier life becomes. I'm going to start by reminding you about your strengths as an individual and as a couple. So reminding yourself about your strengths can be very helpful when you're facing a big challenge like this. Your strengths include spontaneity, courage, flexibility, And sounds like you have very good teamwork. So making this kind of big change is, of course, not easy because we definitely are creatures of habit. And it also sounded like you were surprised at how hard the adjustment was and still is. Of course, this is challenging because being flexible is not so easy, but really it's well worth the effort. And the thing is, you're having so many changes at once. Changes in your social life, career changes, your subculture is changing. You have to get a new dentist. You probably have to get a new internet provider. It can be overwhelming at times. I invite you to think of this situation from a wider perspective, from the wider perspective of your life, your whole life. If you can take the long-term view 
that is always an advantage. Some years ago, when my husband and I were doing a strategic plan to um, create a nonprofit organization, we were told we should do a strategic plan and that it should be very much a long-term view. I still am amazed at how much that long-term view helped me and I think my husband as well to really think through all the various components. And ever since then, the long-term view is, is truly a big part of how I think things through. And also, problem solving is a lot easier when we do something I call chunk it down. So it just means that we break the big issues down into component parts. Doing that ensures that you make a good decision all the way along. Or maybe you want to think of it as many decisions all the way along. Really remember it's normal to have mixed feelings about this move and uh, about living in a new place. But what's important, I think, is that we use those feelings as guideposts to know what is our best next step. I'll suggest that each week you write down something that you like about your new home or your new city. And you don't have to both have the same you know, kind of list, although some of your um, items should overlap with your partner. Um, but if, you're, if your lists are very, very different, well, then that's a good opportunity to talk about them, talk it through, and, and learn more about what your partner thinks on a particular item. It sounds to me like there's some second-guessing of the decision to move. And I warn you, second-guessing can be dangerous, especially if your doubts about the wisdom of the decision are kind of screaming at you. It can really pull your mood and your motivation straight down. Sometimes a person is not even aware that their critical voice has been jabbering away in the background. It happens to me sometimes. I go, I wonder why I'm in such a crappy mood. And then I say, well, you know, what, what have you been saying to yourself, Elizabeth? And everything I've been saying to myself is like, uh, not, so, not so pleasant to hear. So I have to change my inner voice. So if you truly do think that you made a mistake by moving, you must forgive yourself. I think you were at a natural transition. And in the long run, I bet you'll see that the decision was correct. So don't judge yourself just yet. Maybe your unconscious was pushing for something for a very good reason, but you're just not consciously aware of it yet. So let me tell you about my personal experience with forgiving myself. So many years ago, as I was very late and rushing to my office, it was the really the fourth time in three weeks that I'd been quite late for a client appointment. And it baffled me. So 
when I asked my inner voice, what the hell is going on? The answer amused me. The answer I got from my inner voice made me laugh. The answer I got was, quote, I'm trying to teach you how to forgive yourself quickly. And truly, that was something I had been working on. We all, you know, we mostly people find it very hard to forgive themselves if they feel they've made an error. And, uh, and so I was trying, working on that issue. And so uh, my inner voice seems to have given me a very concrete example that I could focus on. So finally, I have suggestions about how to make the best of this transition. And if you handle this in the right way, it could actually strengthen your relationship with your partner. So think about it. Your biggest strength, your biggest asset in this situation is that you have each other. So remind each other weekly that you did make the right decision and that it was a good decision. It's a hard transition, but you're working at it together. That could only be the sound of one thing. It's time for mother-daughter pickleball. Before we get to the match, first a word from our sponsor, HelloFresh. HelloFresh, you sent me the ingredients to mix up a delish. I followed every step and ate up every dish. Nutritious, delicious, I'm not superstitious, but could it be the confidence I feel with each step? It's from your well-designed instruction cards in less than two parts of a mess. This week, I am all about pesto flatbread, aka posh pizza. Nope, that's what it says, printed right here. Because HelloFresh thinks you should have fun while you're cooking, so they have included the most fun of seasonal vegetables. I'm talking about zucchini, sun-dried tomatoes, and Brian's favorite, baby broccoli. Or as they say in Italy, broccolini. And also, nut-free pesto, in case my old boss David drops by for dinner. We can all eat together, vegetarians, nut avoiders, and baby broccoli lovers. So thank you, HelloFresh. I don't know how to thank you, except to have you over. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, go to HelloFresh.com and enter promo code PICKLEBALL30. Let's play mother-daughter pickleball. Okay, I have to give you a hard time. Pickleball has begun. (laughs) Mom, only you would quote your inner voice. I know. It's pretty funky, isn't it? It's way funk. It's extreme funk. Way funk, yeah. I, when I read this question, I think CBC wants permission. And I think it's so interesting when we get questions that want permission from you because sometimes you give it and sometimes you don't. And I feel like in this case, you did, you gave her permission. You gave her permission to accept that she made the right decision. Just accept it because it's the decision you made. So therefore, it's the right decision. That's a good way of lo- looking at it. And A lot of times people need permission or even blessing, and it's hard to come by. Yeah, it really is, because you might also have in your life 
people who are pushing really strongly the other way? What if your family members on the East Coast are really like, why did you leave? And maybe calling out like, see, it's hard to find a job there. It's hard to find friends there. Maybe you should come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and remember, they have a vested interest in what you do. I don't. But I would like to take your permission one slight step further. Oh, okay. Um, I know this is making... I, this is making some assumptions, but I feel mm-hmm. I feel um, akin to this person in the fact that I, too, am over 30. I, too, moved from the East Coast to California. Um, and here's the jump. I, too, played the 90s computer game Oregon Trail, or as we called it in my Pittsburgh elementary school, Oregon Trail. <laughs> Mom, do you know that I played Oregon Trail? Do you even know what that is? I, I never heard of it before, but you have me very curious. Oregon Trail was this 90s game about the American story of going west. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get to California, I think, during the gold rush. Mm -hmm. And like you're in a covered wagon with all your family and then your aunt dies of dysentery. And then like you have to shoot buffalo to stay alive and eat them. It's like a whole like survival game. Yeah. But that was like the universal like educational game that everyone played at school. Mm. So we are in some ways the Oregon Trail. Hmm generation. And a lot of us needed to go West. It was the dream that we had to live out. And and now I'm going to have to learn how to play it and see what you <laughs> suffered with. Although, um, do, you, do you have any thoughts about um, the website Meetup? Yeah. I mean, I think that's in the category of like, find people with similar interests to you and go and meet them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I th- yeah. 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 But I, I guess I'm kind of interested. Just, I know it's, I know it's a risky person thing to do. But this idea of just like, if I meet someone at a party Mm -hmm. that I'm like excited about being their friend, Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, let's get coffee or I'll follow Mm -hmm. up. And sometimes maybe that's surprising to people. Sometimes it'll take them a while to respond, but eventually they'll be like, yeah, (laughs) let's do it. And then those have become like friend pickups. That's a great idea. Half my friends in San Francisco now are people that I've just been like, you're awesome. We should be friends. Like, who doesn't want to be friends with someone who tells them they're awesome and wants to be friends? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So there is a part of this question that we haven't explored a ton. And I I have two experts that are going to dig into it on our behalf. Great. Our second opinion for this episode is coming from two ladies who are best friends who live across the country from each other. Mm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Am Mm -hmm. I right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... They have a podcast that is very popular called Call Your Girlfriend. Oh, I love it. I love it because it's adorable. I knew you were going to say it was adorable. How adorable. (laughs) It's so adorable. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to wear out the word. So caught between coasts. Here's some advice from Coast to Coast Besties and Call Your Girlfriend co-hosts, Amina Tussaud and Ann Friedman. (laughs) Okay, so this question is, this is a great question, but I will say that the first thing that comes to mind to me is how there's a lot going on here. Everything is going on for for you. (laughs) First, you are moving. Second, you are reestablishing your career. Um, And then also you want to make friends, but more than making friends, you want to build like a long lasting community. Big, big goals. (laughs) (laughs) Right. These are all, you know, like these are all big things. So for me, like the first thing that I would say as as a seasoned mover 
is that uh, you need to be realistic about the fact that this is a lot, right? So the good thing is that you're moving with a partner, which can be less lonely. It can be less lonely than moving alone, but it also like presents its own challenges. I think that like one good thing about a built-in person that you're moving with is that that person can be your accountability partner. And also you need, you're going to have to get really vulnerable about having check-in points for what all of this means, right? So I would say that the first thing is just to physically get yourself to the new place. (laughs) Step one, move. (laughs) So many people don't give themselves enough credit for like, oh, I used to live on the East Coast and now I live on the West Coast. I'm like, that shit happened. (laughs) And sometimes that's the hardest part. It's like moving all your things. You know, it's like you got to bring your luggage, but you can't bring your baggage. Um, That thing. Well, and especially if you have a partner, it's one of the hardest parts because sometimes like the, when, when it is a collective decision to move, that is like, it takes forever to come to a consensus about when and why and where. So Good job on actually moving. <laughs> I know. So it's like one, like you get yourself physically there. And then two, you just like give yourself a little bit of breathing room. I'm a firm believer that it takes one year anywhere you live, even if you've lived there before, to just like turn around and go, okay, I don't need Google Maps to tell me where the coffee shop three blocks away is. Or I, <laughs> you know, or you feel like you're there. And it takes at least two years to feel like you're local to anywhere. And so I think that being really realistic with that is something that's good. Giving yourself permission also to just like have hard days and to not be happy and, you know, to just like feel like feel all the things. And I think that also it's it's really about like not putting pressure. It's like I know that like part of the reason for the move for you is the fact that you, you know, like you're leaving this East Coast community that is changing so much and you're hoping that you can create that same sense of family. Um, the next place that you go. And, you know, and I believe that you will do it. I just think that it takes time. But that's a really tall order, you know? So I think that really just being, um, giving yourself permission to just be the new person is really important. And and part of that, honestly, is you need to lean on your East Coast family. Like they, uh, welcome to being transient 30-something-year-olds. You probably already have a built-in network on the West Coast that you just haven't tapped into. And I think that it can be tricky to to not compare immediately the kind of easy rapport that you had with people you knew a long time in a daily way. Um, but one of those things, one of, the, one of the ways to not do that is to acknowledge that the changing friend dynamics on the East Coast is one of the things that led you to move, you know? So the desire for something new as a motivating factor is something that like should excite you, but also like, you know, it's easy to romanticize that, right? Like something new, a perfect new life that looks nothing like the old life (laughs) is like, you know, it's, it's like, it's really easy to do that without the contours of like the process toward getting it or like, you know, or, or not being able to anticipate like what you might actually love about a new place. I think that's true, you know, and the thing that really comes through from this letter is that you are a very thoughtful person, like you, you've you thought a lot about what this means for for moving yourself and for, for making a new community, and, you know, and I think that part of that, honestly, is about not being passive. You need to make an effort to show up for people and to show up for things, even if they're a little bit outside of your comfort zone, because that's how community happens. You show up for people, they will show up for you. And welcome just, to your Shonda Rhimes year of yes. Saying yes <laughs> to every single thing that you were um, invited to do. You're going to say yes to like such a weirdo West Coast things, but you know what? Just go with the flow. And if anything, you will have a hilarious story to tell. 
And, you know, I think that just like being really open to new experiences as part of moving and being really uh, and being OK with the fact that you will seem like childish and a little ridiculous and a little lost for a while. Like that's a feeling that you just have to be you have to tap into and you have to be OK with. It's just like you have to ask a lot of questions and there's nothing wrong with that. As your career gets more established, as you start to make a few new friends, as you get to know this new place, it has a compounding effect. So one thing I love the idea of doing in this moment is really learning your city from like a political civic engagement level and like going to some meetings, joining local chapters of national organizations that you support. Um, the kind of dual goal of like, hey, I'm living my personal political beliefs and also getting to know my new town is pretty incredible. And I think that that's a good way to meet like-minded people as well, because, you know, shared worldview and shared goals are like pretty high on my list of criteria for like, what kind of people do I want to be my friends? And what do I want? Who do I want to surround myself with? And so I think that I'm also about the like the worst case scenario being you get more politically involved in the new city you live in best case scenario and you make some new friends is like an amazing way to think best case scenario you become mayor worst case scenario you gotta move back to the east coast it's totally fine you know I think too that like one thing that I like love to do is I love to like show off my new cities to my to my like longer term friends you know like now all of your friends from back home have a new place to visit, you know? And so having your home open to your friends, trying to get as many of them as possible to come on a trip to visit you and resisting that urge to like run back home to them every holiday is also really important. And and just make making sure that like they know where you live and and like what your day to day looks like, you know, like and sometimes that means like FaceTiming in the middle of the day or updating your Instagram or, you know, like Facebook updates. Like there's so much technology for people to feel that they know how your day is going in the most superficial kind of way. But sometimes like that's the most soothing thing that we can do for each other until we are together. Uh, it's true. And, and you know, to your last question about how you can make peace um, in those moments of doubt when you're like, was this the right choice? Um, you know, the reason that you made the choice, you said it, is you wanted to try something new, like as a fundamental choice. Um, thought it would be great to try something new. And so like you made the right choice. You tried something new, like it's done. <laughs> the question is like, is it the right choice for you forever is something that you don't have to decide in year one. Like, yeah. you know, the, the, the choice to see what your careers and your friend group and your relationship and everything else would be like in a new place. Check, dust your hands off. Great job. Like made, made the right choice to, to solve for that problem. And I think that the, the bigger thing is like, trying to figure out what that means and how to enjoy the like all the things that are new. I love this. Um, good luck to you, Caught Between Coasts. You are already like such a thoughtful, adventurous person and this is going to pay off in spades. We're excited for you. Can't wait to vote for you for mayor of the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Worst case scenario. <laughs> Best case scenario. <laughs> So certainly in some ways, these two women doing this podcast is definitely a solution to the problem of how do you stay connected to the people you love 
when you're far away, when you've moved to a new city. I know, right? It's like everyone go out and make podcasts quick. <laughs> Wouldn't it be interesting if our our dear listeners, if we were to ask our listeners mm-hmm. to let us know how they made the adjustment when they moved to a new city, and then we could mm-hmm. possibly read those in a future podcast. I think that is a brilliant idea, but um, you shouldn't ask me. You should ask our listeners because really I, I don't have a ton of control over it. They have all the control. Okay, you're so right. So listeners. Listeners. Listeners, can you send us your answer? We need we need your advice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you do it and what worked for you? Send them in and we will read them. We will read them verbatim. So, Dr. Detective Mama B, what can people look for in the next episode of Advice for Mom? What if I told you that a therapist is going to help you find a therapist? What would you think? It would be ridiculous to end this Valentine's Day episode without telling you about a special lady in my life who is named after a palindrome. I know you're probably thinking mom. Yes, mom. I'm thinking of you too, but I am also thinking of my best friend, Aviva. And usually my best friend, Aviva, is across the coast from me. She lives in New York City. Very prestigious job. I won't even get started bragging about her. But I have to say that I'm very lucky that right now she's standing right next to me. (laughs) (laughs) You are the best, Becca. I'm, I'm the best Becca, like, around? Ever. Ever, ever, ever. I think the part of this recording I will replay the most is your beautiful laugh. I adore your laugh, Vivi. I like your laugh a whole lot, too. It's interesting. That's like the thing that you end up seeing so much, like your tears and your laughs from your best friend. And I feel like you've got some really good ones of both of those. Compliments will get you everywhere. <laughs> um, do you, Would you like to read our credits? A big thank you to Gina Delvac. Advice from Mom is a production of Wise Ones Advice Services. It was produced by Juliet Heinley and Rebecca Garza-Bortman. Editing and sound design by Juliet Heinley. Mixed and mastered by Jake Young. Publicity by Jane Riccobono. Audio assistance by Brian Garza. Music in this episode is by Scissors for Lefty. Our theme music is by the wonderful Love Jerks. So Vivi, just be honest, was that your impression of me just now? Totally, but I didn't do a necessarily very good one. I could I could do better. You can do a pretty good Mama B impression, can't you? Oh, totally. We're not sitting around eating bonbons all the time. And then I had to look up what bonbons were. The more you know. The more you know. You'd laugh at it now. You can I I can send you a I'm sure I can find YouTube videos of people playing it. But it's like they p- take maybe 20 pixels to make a buffalo. It's like very lo-fi. <laughs> I don't even know if that means anything to you, 20 pixels to make a buffalo. No, it doesn't. But Wow, you really get technical fast, puppy. <laughs>